0: Well, well, well. Before we start the show, I want to introduce you to a new show, Are You Sure? The Films of polyshore Shore. It is a limited podcast series about the six major studio films starring polyshore Shore. We're talking your Encino Man, Son in Law, Biodome, and three others. It's hosted by a friend of the show, Joe Schiappa, a very funny and nice gentleman who's written for True TV, MTV, and IFC, and it features great guests. Like friends of the show, Aaron Whitehead and Mary Houlihan. I listened to the Mary Houlihan episode just this very morning, where they talk about the Goofy movie. And it's a really fun and funny show. It's very conversational and light. I really enjoyed it. And episodes are like 30-ish minutes, so 30 minutes. Quick, breezy, nice. Highly recommend it. And even better, episodes are available now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Amazon Music. Again, are you sure? The films are probably sure. Go listen now where you get your podcasts. Bye. Mana, 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 mana. This is Social Disgusting. Welcome to Social Discasting a podcast where my guests and I discuss our lives, miss the wanton hellscape in which we find ourselves. I am Brandon, aka Brandon. Hope you're well. My guest is one of many firsts, including, but I bet not limited to, because I don't really trust my memory. First guest. Period. First return guest. To record an episode that was lost. It's another first. <laughs> first return guest period. First in-person guest. Yeah. I'm and first return in-person guest. Yeah, I'm doing a big. Man, he's just taking <laughs> all the boxes, all the milestones, all the ones. Please welcome, Gennard, welcome.
1: Hey, how y'all doing? <laughs>
0: <laughs> so many firsts. Yeah. As we sit here and the sun is going down on a... Very hot summer day, officially summer.
1: Yeah, it was weird because it was actually nice this morning. Yeah, and then help decided to break loose. But hey, you know, Chase goes on my shoes, so I was like, All right, I'm fancy. <laughs>
0: deeply jealous of those shoes. The hyper color, what, what is the phraseology exactly? Uh, what's
1: it? Hyper cloth. It used to be uh, apparently it was like really hot in the 90s. Yeah, yeah, like they used to make t shirts and stuff out of it.
0: I remember the hyper, I remember the hyper color shirts because I had one.
1: Okay, yeah, so apparently. They're trying to make a comeback and choose. I'm not mad at it.
0: <laughs> I'm okay with that because man, it feels like '90s nostalgia is hitting hard.
1: It is. I mean, one, I think it was the uh, like when they started bringing back Surge, and yeah. what was that other energy drink they were trying to bring back for a while? Jolt. Uh, I think that was it. Was Jolt an energy drink, or was it just a Coke? Jolt like, with like was extra a soft sugar
0: drink it. that was. I, and I don't know if this is, like, one of those overreactive puritanical things, but, like, I seem to remember Jolt being banned by some people at one point because it was, like, too much. Which is hilarious now in the world of energy drinks.
1: Yeah. You know, uh, when, like, when you still get Four loco and granted, it's not the same Red Bull and Death that it used to be, but still, like, it's an energy drink with alcohol, in it's like, eh. <laughs> we came a long ways as society.
0: I forgot about four Logo. I never had one or anything, but I know that it was a thing. Mm-hmm. And man, did they did uh, was it? It was not false advertising.
1: Let's put it like this: If you're 22 and you're at a party, it was fun. Uh, yeah. <laughs> one get to where you wanted to go. Yeah, right? yeah, you had a good
0: time. That's good. <laughs> I'm sure there are so many like probably um, recipes on the internet that allow you to. Duplicate the chaos that was for Loco.
1: You know, uh look, I just keep it old school, red bull of vodka. I don't even drink it like that anymore, but Yeah,
0: I don't at all, so it doesn't really Yeah. I definitely don't need that in my life. But <laughs> you know, if it gets you in that certain kind of mindset that some people want, for enough.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get it how you live.
0: Yeah. So in in keeping with the fact that it was a last episode, it feels weird to rehash things as if like it's some late night thing or something, you know, like, yeah, like, <laughs> like you tell a person who then writes a cue card, who then gives it to the host, who then reads it off. And then you have an organic conversation that's rehearsed. So, and I say that, by the way, on, as we were on the night of Conan O'Brien's last episode. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Which kind of bummed, I mean, it is, well, bummed me out. And this, not in a way of like, he's dying, but of like, that show was a big deal to me.
1: So like, the funny thing is, is, uh, I loved Conan O'Brien's again. He was actually my late night show. Like you know, it wasn't Jay Leno. It wasn't like Carson because he was well past when I was a kid. But like Conan was it when he got off of what was it? Was it NBC? Yeah. When essentially they gave his show back to Jay Leno, that was it. Like now, when he moved to TBS, the only reason I didn't get to watch it was because our cable package didn't include TBS. So I would have to watch like clips on YouTube which are still hilarious. <laughs> and if anything, <laughs>
0: it's kind of the thing to do now for a lot of people from a viewership standpoint is to watch those clips, if not watch the show.
1: Yeah, like now I wonder if maybe some like YouTube TV might have had it on there at the time because I pay for YouTube premium now. So I'm like, eh, I might have been able to pay for that and then actually watched it, but I'm like, it's on the internet, so I'll be able to watch it at some point in time. Mm-hmm. But like, it still kind of makes me sad because it's, it's a second, reti- essentially it's the second going.
0: Yeah, but he'll be back. He's going to HBO Max. Is it really? Yeah, he's going to do a weekly variety show. Huh. So yeah, it's not... That. It's more... It's
1: Actually, no. I think I like that a little bit better. because I, I think it
0: could be really interesting. And if anything, I think earnestly that in a world where this is not a situation where it's just Johnny Carson and then David Letterman, it's there are so many late night shows and so many permutations and iterations of it that if anything, doing a one-a-week thing, which may be what it is, that's a variety show, that's some variation of what that... If anything, as a reaction to everything else, makes a lot of sense.
1: So I've kind of noticed there's this new pattern where, you know, they say everything is, like, you know, sindical. Yeah. Well, we're starting to go back to the 90s. Like, literally. Because as we were talking off air, I was only about this uh, YouTube show that me and my wife were watching, and it's a literal sitcom. Now, granted, they curse. So it gets self-guard at first when, you know, there's the laugh track... There's all this kind of family drama and uh, comedy going on, and then this, you know, motherfucker. And I'm like, oh, wait, yeah. what? <laughs> it's like, but same message. Everything else is just a little bit more relatable because it's kind of more true to life. But they got a lot of those now, and I find myself actually going back to watching more than like the the hour long or 45 minute dramas that they put out that are just like their random productions. I don't, I don't really need it anymore. Like I kind of enjoy my like short 30 minute show and then I get to go do something else, and then I wait till next week to go watch something else. Like, yeah, we'll watch it again. Like, I don't like binging as much now.
0: I agree. No, it doesn't really do a lot for me, and I don't know. It just, you just zone out, and then the show becomes a blur. It's not terribly memorable. You, know, yeah. you remember certain elements of it, like you would any other kind of rising action moment in a show, but I forget a lot of it. And, uh, and to your point, though, about, like, 90s stuff and – things being kind of a reaction to the 90s. I mean, thinking about it now, children of the 90s are of age to create shows or write for shows right now. So they're right what you know, essentially we are
1: all writing what we know and then also we're writing the stuff that we want to see anyway cuz these sure. cuz this is literally what I want. So, I think we might have said it on, you know, uh our pod, you know, our old podcast, excitable yes. Gentlemen," But that I don't like the Cosby show. I hate the fucking Cosby show. Like I just hate it. It's it's corny. And that's just from my standpoint, like, don't get me wrong, you know, I'm the ultimate person on representation, so I'm like, yeah, that's great, you know, black family, doing things, very positive, lawyer, doctor, amazing. But at the same time, I'm like, eh, none of that shit's real. Like, Fresh Prince, loved it, more relatable. But like, you know, you come home, you got a joint in your backpack, and there is no black parents that's going to be like, well, hey, we're going to put this whole skit together and like, have this whole scenario. Like, no.
0: What about Martin?
1: Martin was fucking phenomenal. Now, the thing is, though, people are. And this is where. So, my. Like, our generation. We enjoy it. There's some that don't really get it. But, like, the new kids, they're kind of just like, well, Martin's mean and, you know, he's misogynist. Like, but that's the whole point. Yeah. It's like, the point is, all this terrible shit happens to Martin because he's that kind of person. All these other people around him are great. Like, don't get me wrong. Cole is a fucking idiot, but he's the sweetest guy you're ever going to meet. He gives you everything that he has, he's genuine. He's just stupid. Yeah. You got friends that are like that, but Martin's an asshole. So it's hilarious when bad things happen to us. Like that's the whole point of the show. Eventually he kinda gets his shit together, but it takes years for him to get there. They don't really appreciate that kind of nuance. Like and don't get me wrong, yeah you know, there's some of the jokes in there that are like, eh, they don't age that well. But like I can't help it. I love it.
0: Well, and the Josby show doesn't age well for the titular reason of the show. And also it doesn't help that.
1: But well, that's uh, the thing, like, for me, that is, and that's the thing, I told you before, that doesn't even bother me. Because it's like, so, I can detach myself from, like, the artist. Mm-hmm. But it just depends. Like, I don't fuck with R. Kelly, period. Just, I don't do it. I didn't like him back then. I still don't like him now. I don't bump his music on
0: nothing. I don't watch any Woody Allen movies.
1: Yeah, like, it's, it's like I never.
0: I, like I know, I, was, I know that's not a problem.
1: When I like that was like I was like it was like I always thought it was a weird, with that whole thing was like, nah, I'm good. No, it's that's
0: great. fair. That is like, um, it he was who we thought he was. Situation. Yeah. And and if anything, it's just like fucking of course. In retrospect, it, utterly reprehensible as it is, of course.
1: But see, that's the thing though. If but even if you still did, number one, I wouldn't be mad at you about it because you know, is yeah, you do what you want to do. But the other thing is, if you never said anything about it, I'll never know. That's true. And that's the I think. That's the problem. Everybody wants to tell everybody like what's on them. I was like, yo, you can have an opinion, you don't have to say it. And like, if you know it's something that's going to be controversial and getting like, then why are you even going to bring it up? Because you know it's going to start a fight.
0: Well, yeah, and also the problem. <laughs> I think the problem to your point is like that you can bring it up for a variety of reasons, including to be controversial, which is our own set of psychology right there, or to bring it up as if to say like. Because I'm a good person, because I don't watch that thing. You yeah. know, as if you want some kind of, like, moral attaboy.
1: Yeah, and it's like, look, and i uh, Crack Music by Kanye West was probably, like, my favorite song on this planet. Still means a lot to me now, just because it explains how the music industry and how Crack Cocaine essentially worked its way into the black culture and how we flipped it, pimped it, and made it of ours. Mm-hmm. It don't hit the same. Because of all the shit that Kanye has been kind of going through. Now that's the thing, I don't like Kanye. He's an asshole. He needs some help, but dude's still kind of a dick even before that. But I still listen to his music. I don't give a fuck what nobody else thinks. Like some people might be like, "Dinar, here, are a total first to listen." Okay, whatever. But then that's the thing. I don't go out and promote it. Like, sure, it's not like I'm out in a you know mall and just like, motherfucker, you gotta listen to this. Like, no, it's on my headphones. Nobody knows. Well,
0: it's also like you're not profiting often for something either. Yeah. You you have uh, you're not compromised in some weird way, to where it behooves you to listen or to get other people to listen. But I think um, in terms of like separating the art from the artist, it's I you know I to your point, I think it's just that uh, it, it works for you or it doesn't in light of everything. And also, it depends on who the person is and what we're talking about exactly. It's yeah. there. More elements to just, like, compartmentalizing and me able to do whatever.
1: Yeah, like, so, just going quick, not even to get on the soapbox, but sure. it's the same way that people, like, admire the Founding Fathers. Just a quick notion, but I don't give a fuck about the Founding Fathers, but it's because they had slaves. Those are my people. So, like, for me, that doesn't matter. They did good things. It's not detracting from that. It's just that they did terrible things also. This is kind of the same thing. Cosby did some terrible shit. Sure, But the show still had a very good purpose. It had good representation. It gave kids like me something to like, hey, we can be this too. Like I said, I can pull myself away from it. It's just that was a corny show for me. But like I said, I appreciate it. It still needs to be out there. I don't, listen, he's not going to make any money off this. He's going to be in prison. He's going to die. Eh, I don't care. But, (laughs) But like I said, like it's just some people, don't get me wrong, you can be as sensitive as you want to be. Not telling anybody like, don't, you know, take your feelings and throw them away somewhere. Just, you don't have to argue about every fucking thing.
0: Oh, I, I agree. Like,
1: it's just, hey, if you want to listen to it, if you want to watch it, that's fine. But if you don't, that's fine, too. Like, you just, there's no need to fight with somebody just because they want to do something about it.
0: I I would argue that your time could be better served arguing about something other than whether you watch a specific TV show or not. Yeah.
1: Anything else. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: there, there are as quantifiable as one can be quantifiably speaking there are more important things one can spend their time talking about and that also for for the record also includes fucking marvel stuff or star wars or any of these weird very divisive aggro uh pop culture totems that people are really into and it's like whatever
1: yeah like and that's like that used to be more fun to me but even that's starting to get kind of like you said like really divisive i'm just like man it's
0: it's, like, it's very stupid
1: like when there were people like getting mad about the transform well, not transformers well yes transformers i'm sure but they the, the teenage mutant teenage mutant turtle movie like the michael bay ones
0: yeah
1: don't get me wrong i didn't watch much of them i didn't like them but i'm just like yo i still got the other like ninja turtle movies like you know people it's destroyed my childhood it's like fail you still got it. Like, it's all DVD, HD, Ultra 4K. I,
0: <laughs> I also think, though, if the stakes are that high to where your life can be irrevocably changed because, a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from your childhood gets tarnished by the very nature that another one was made in a way that it does not appeal to you. Because, by the way, it's so long ago it shouldn't appeal to you, in theory, today. You know, this new one. Because yeah. it's not for you. Yeah. Yeah. Then there are other things at play.
1: And that's the thing. Like, so all my cousins, we've all seen like the Transformers movies and everything else. But at some point in time, I made them watch the 1986 Transformers animated movie. Yeah. That's my movie. I love that movie. I got the soundtrack and everything. They know. It's like, yo, you can still show it to them. Like, like I said, I got it on DVD, 4K, Ultra you know,
0: HD. I'm like, hey, this is even better than what I used to have as a kid. Why
1: you gotta be so mad all
0: the time? Yeah, like- <laughs> this is not like a fucking Bad to the Future situation where you do something that changes and then they start to fade away in the photo. It still exists.
1: Although, if you like the... Fan- they were terrible. But the Fantastic Four movies are like that, though.
0: I, can't- I wish they would disappear. Well,
1: well, no, that was the thing. I can't remember how they all did it, but somehow... The DVDs like started kind of going less and less, and the only way you could see it was on either like online or oh, really? through FX. Because whatever the deal that Marvel had with the comics and Fox had with like the movie license or whatever, yeah. they were like battling that shit out. So somehow it got to the point where like they made it where they can't sell no more like Fantastic Four DVDs.
0: Because well, because like Fantastic Four was in for a time. It's not anymore in the gray area of being owned by Fox, but being a Marvel property in the same way X-Men was, and, like, a couple other things. Yeah. Maybe Daredevil was one of them. Yeah, Daredevil's one, like Daredevil. one of And, like, one of those, and so they tried to do all that, and that, and then Sony has theirs with Spider-Man for a time. Yeah. And then these other ones. So it was, like, this stuff where, like, Marvel being in a very, like, no, you know, kind of like the fans were about, if you can have it, no one will type things. They can get very territorial.
1: Well, like, well, that was the thing. They were making money off of, they were making money off of Marvel, but they didn't want and like, Marvel's input on anything, and that's what they're saying. Like we're making you money because we're putting out the comics, and people like the comics, even though the movies are shitty. Oh, yeah, and that's where after a while it was like Marvel's like, you know what? Now nah, we're good. So they literally they quit making Fantastic Four comics for a while <laughs> because they were like, no, you're not gonna get no money from
0: us. I kind of do like that. That's kind of fun. Yeah, I was like the. And I Roger, enjoy the. I like this one. Uh, I enjoy the pettiness.
1: <laughs> 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 that's it. But yeah,
0: I like the idea of just stopping making. A product that does make them money, because they also didn't want to fuel their fran- the franchise of a competitor.
1: Now, mind you, this is after they got the MCU and stuff started, so you know they're they're already making money hand over fist. So they don't need it at this point, and that sort of. But still, it's just hilarious. They're just like, no, 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 we're good, we're we're like, even those people that were huge fans of Fantastic, like, no, 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 don't worry about it. We'll wait like four more years, y'all will be all right. <laughs> As if the
0: equivalent of like, hey, if you guys love Fantastic Four so much, I, hey, talk talk to your guys over there, at Fox. Hey, this is. <laughs> hey, we want to make more, but Fox is forcing our hand.
1: Yeah, like, eh, I don't know what to tell you. Which now you see what happened. Now apparently, end of phase four, I guess, is when Fantastic Four comes out or something like that.
0: I know that they're they haven't announced anything with it, but it's like um, in theory perceived to be a thing soon. Like it's in the plans, but we don't know how or what. I know Blade is a thing, and it's coming out in like 2022. And that's going to be Mahershala Ali, and I get bad vibes off of it, frankly. Oh,
1: I think it's going to be great.
0: You, okay, but good. But
1: the thing is, though, I just I miss Leslie Snipes. I'm hoping he makes a cameo, because he, like, he even gave the okay.
0: What if he could be their whistler? A version of that, you know?
1: I kind of like it. <laughs> I think that could be interesting. Either that, or want him to be like...
0: I mean, the mentor role.
1: Yeah, uh, either I want that or I want to be a villain, but not the main villain. Like, I want to be, like, one of the little side villains. Yeah. The side.
0: <laughs> what well, – that could be fun.
1: Yeah, like, I want I want him not to – I want him to have more fun in the role.
0: What if it were – and this is – I've never thought about this before. This is probably a terrible idea. What if it were that Blade was like a Batman, which is – no No, which is to say that he could – that Snipes could still be Blade while Mahershala is Blade. I mean, No. Nah, nah. Fair enough.
1: I'll, yeah, you only got one day. Walker out there.
0: Like, okay, that's fair.
1: Now, well, I said, eh, well, I was about to say, like, they already got the Batman thing with a uh, Moon Knight and Oscar, Oscar Isaac. Yeah, but he's not really. He's Batman in semi appearance, but that's really about it.
0: He's a, he's like Batman that curses, right? N- I don't think he's like that. He
1: he he's schizophrenic. So he has oh, multiple personalities. Yeah, so that's not, it's not necessarily he's Batman. It's just the motherfucker's crazy. Like, he can do all these things kind of like Batman, but it's not because he's, like, this trained, well, he kind of is. He used to be a mercenary. And essentially he got left, he got hired to go protect a, uh, to go find a shrine. And essentially he got left for dead by the people that hired him. And this god named Kanju came to him and gave him these powers of the Moon Knight. But the thing is, though, later on you find out, like, no, he's just crazy. And he imagined this all in his head. Now, now, I think Conchu might be real. I don't know, because I don't keep up with Moon Knight as much, but...
0: I'm very intrigued by that.
1: And there's one, there's one of the newer iterations, well, like, issues that came out probably about four years ago.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And they kind of play up the whole thing where now he embraces it. So there's, like, Moon Knight, there's Mr. Knight. There's like a different version of it, but like Mister Knight wears a suit and he works with the police and stuff like that, so he doesn't look Batman esque, but he's crazy as shit. Is it kind of do- re- it reads almost like Daredevil in the raid?
0: Okay, uh, I know they're yeah, I know they're doing the TV series.
1: Is it a TV series? I thought it was a movie.
0: Uh, it's a Marvel TV series. Oh, all right. Well,
1: that's I think I kind of like that better.
0: I think it'd be interesting. I've I- been watching Loki. I know. I think either we talked about it, I guess, in the recording that never happened, or yeah. or <laughs> off of it, but uh, three episodes are out now, and... I've
1: seen the first two.
0: I really like the first one. I thought the second one was fine, and the third one is fine. Okay. I don't um, think it's bad or anything, but it just does... I, I think maybe I'm just kind of desensitized towards a lot of Marvel stuff at this point, because it's just so much, so I'm kind of like... I, I like it, which is fine.
1: I am too. Like, we, I think we talked... I think we might have talked about it in the last, uh, well, the according that never is or never was. But I only watched first two episodes of Wandavision, and like I said, "Great concept, I understand it, I love it," but it just ain't for me. I got bored, and I was just like, "eh." And Captain Winter Soldier, yeah. There's a lot they had to cut out and change because of COVID and some other stuff, and because there's a whole storyline that you don't find out till like if you go and look up some stuff, but. They were supposed to be the government released a virus to get rid of the people that came back from the blink and mind you, pandemic. Yeah. So they're like, no, nah, I can't do that shit. So <laughs> they're like
0: too real. Yeah.
1: So there's if you go back and watch it, there's a couple of parts that just seems like something doesn't really add up. That's why some
0: post production magic. Yeah, yeah
1: that to make a couple of cuts on like a whole essentially there's whole storyline had to get cut out.
0: Okay, and so. that makes a lot of sense. I um, I was intrigued to watch it if only because I like Wyatt Russell a lot who played the main bad guy, I guess, uh, or one of them anyway, at least in the first couple episodes. I'm not seeing it. But, uh, you know, Kurt Russell's son, I think he's really talented. So I'd be curious to see what he does in that. I just don't want to watch it. um, Or the WandaVision, because it just feels like homework, and I don't want to feel obligated to watch a thing to be able to understand a different thing.
1: And that's the thing, like, it's kind of one of those things where, I hate to put it like this, they're filler. Like, I think I talked about it, we talked about it before, it's, You got the comic book that tells you the whole storyline that includes everybody in it. But then you got the side ones that tell you like... Like Green Lantern did it. And there was... It was called Blackest Night. And it was just about the Green Lantern. Mm -hmm. But then Superman had a story. Batman had a story. Wonder Woman got a story. You don't need them. You don't have to read none of them. You can just read Blackest Night and just be done with it. This is kind of what those are. Like, you don't have to watch WandaVision to know what's going on really in Doctor Strange. So I'm pretty sure they're going to give you a recap in the beginning anyway. But... If you want to know the backstory of, well, where the fuck's Scarlet Witch get this costume from? Why is she different? Where are these kids come? from? was like, oh, okay, well, you can go watch this and then you got it.
0: Gotcha. Because
1: so it's, like, it's not going to be a season two. It's just WandaVision.
0: Yeah, like these are... Uh, I mean, outside of Loki, is not going to be a season two. I think but, uh,
1: Cap and Winter Soldier is going to get
0: another season. Is, okay. I think. I knew, I knew WandaVision that, yeah, that did their one purpose. And, and ultimately, the reason it's only going to be one season, outside of the fact they went for Broke, is that... It was to bridge the gap to get you to Doctor Strange too.
1: Yeah, and that's the thing. That's what I said. And it served is, its purpose. Yeah, that's what I said. There's some shows that are going to get a couple of seasons, or they might keep running. And There's some shows, that, like I said, they're one and done. Yeah. And I like that. Like I don't need. Honestly, I kind of got burnt out on the whole. We got shows that like Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones lasted way too long for what it was because the writing got kind of terrible when they got towards the end of the seasons, and it was just like, man.
0: Well, if you're already tired of it, then you're not in luck. Well, you can ultimately skip it. But yeah. Amazon's got their Lord of the Rings, which is literally not exaggerating—over a billion dollar investment of them making this—and yeah. and if you, it's such a thing, like an old part of Hollywood and movies and just TVs and, and TV in general, is that anything that is a mega hit is a mega hit because it's not trying to be a mega hit. So yeah. then they try to make a mega hit, and guess how you fail? Yeah, it's gonna be. Maybe it's going to be great, but they're they're trying to hit a target that they hit because they weren't trying to.
1: And the thing is, though, Lord of the Rings is kind of too big to fail. Like, I can't think of anything that's Lord of the Rings that actually didn't sell well or didn't do well. Even, like, the video games that – and listen, I hate fantasy stuff. So I'm not a Lord of the Rings fan. I'm the only person that likes The Hobbit. Let's put it like that the Hobbit movies that came out, Taylor hates them movies. She watched them, but she was annoyed. I was like, oh, this is the ball. I was like, it's, not, it's like two hours, and there's actually action in the movie. Okay? I'm sorry, but three hours. I could have took the goddamn eagles and flew. I don't care about the journey. Just take the
0: eagles. That Fly, you fools. was the same shit as Fellowship of the Ring. <laughs> Infuriating in the same way. I like that. I like that first Hobbit find. The uh, smile one. The second one, <laughs> I love it. Love, love that one. I thought it was great, yeah.
1: and and I get to just say smile. Yeah,
0: this one. But the third one genuinely made me livid. Yes, I was so mad.
1: Yes, Taylor was mad. You're mad.
0: I was livid. Hate- we were watching it. By the way, <laughs> we're at my house right now. I was sitting in that couch in the center of that couch. Steve was at the other seat, and he had to turn it off because I was yelling. So, and I don't even give a shit about Lord of the Rings.
1: So I found your Green Lantern. <laughs> it's, yes,
0: it made me so because I'm just like, "What the fuck are you doing? What are you doing?" It infuriated me. Also, uh, side note, I saw, uh, I saw the first Hobbit, an unexpected journey or whatever it's called. Mm. I saw that in the four in the sixty frames per second mm. at the Regal cinema and it was jarring to watch a movie in that that frame rate and uh. that uh, 60 frames per second mm. it like my head hurt <laughs> it felt like out of body it was very weird yeah because your know. brain wasn't so not adjusted to it i couldn't process it's like getting the subtitles Two seconds after they say the words, you know, you can process it, but it quite wasn't. It was wild. Yeah, it just
1: it doesn't seem like it syncs up. <laughs> no, it it's just
0: my my brain, my eyes and my brain weren't quite connected. It was a lot.
1: Let's say, like we, I think we just saw them, like whatever theater we we're at, but I said I actually love the third one because it was just a big action movie for me. So I was like, oh no, shit's going down. Like they fighting, and everybody else in the movie was so mad, and I was like. I'm going to just keep my mouth shut.
0: because <laughs> You know, I also had a disconnect, too, with, um, and I went, uh, not in a mad way, but just of a, I wasn't getting the same excitement that other people were watching it, and that was Pacific Rim. It didn't really do a lot for me.
1: It's like, it's like, like, but that's, I think what it is just depends on what you're into, because your boy's in a giant robots. like
0: I know, but to me, I saw that movie. Just like Army of the Dead. Well, like you would have fun premise, not fun movie. And, to me,
1: yeah, well, and, for me, and that's like, like well, some of these I think are just bad. Like Army of the Dead is it's kind of fun, but it's just like eh, all right, whatever.
0: I think it is like I think he is a technically very uh, well learned, learned director, and I think he has fun like teenager ideas for like what to do with a premise, yeah. but then. It's so like up its own ass. It does nothing for me.
1: So he's very innovative with his movies. It's just that he ain't good doing what he's doing. Like he's not good at writing. He's sucker punch was an amazing movie visually. All that concept stuff was great. It was just the way he shot it, the way he cut it. Like it just. It's also it, a
0: very creepy movie.
1: It, it's just it was weird. Like it just it just didn't go together. But the thing is, though, if he can find somebody and just be their mentor and just be like, hey, this is my concept. Run with it. Yeah. I think he'd be great. It's so just, producer. Yeah. But
0: but also, like, my favorite of his movies is Die of the Dead, which James Gunn wrote. So, Is that the... The 2003, I think. 2004.
1: Is that the one with Bing Rames in it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah, Yeah. that'll be it. And I, that was my favorite of his. That was his pre, you know, three hundred hundred, and then aesthetically it was over from there. There was some variation of that from then on,
1: yeah, yeah. No. Damn, now you mentioned it, it was kind of like
0: that. That was the beginning of the end for, yeah, for a movie not being like dark and gloomy, yeah, or like washed out.
1: And that's honestly why, like, I hate the DC movies for the most part, like, they're all dull and gray and washed out. And I'm used to, like, I said, I'm a comic book kid. I, I want colors. Enjoy them. I, I still haven't watched Aquaman, actually.
0: Oh man, you're that one, you know, as much as I don't go to bat for DC stuff. Because again, I just don't really care, and I've seen them all. I say that I've seen them all. Yeah. But Aquaman is a batshit crazy movie.
1: I heard it was fun. It is. And so that's all. That's all I want. Like it's I don't very fun. I don't want a movie where like I gotta sit here and like get depressed because Superman's dad decided he gonna die just because like what's stupid. Yes. Like, No.
0: But it's it's not <laughs> okay. I'll tell you this: it's fun in the sense of the absurd spectacle of it. More than it is like that, Jason Momoa is a good actor or funny. You know what I mean? Like, it's more that, like within the first twenty minutes, you you have an octopus playing the drums. Yeah, that's a, that's a
1: boy. Yeah, that. That's
0: yeah, yeah, like that's a, see, that's an Easter egg for me because yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's a boy, I know that. Man. And by <laughs> the way, there's a whole other band playing too. But the way that they take themselves, like um, Patrick Wilson in it, mm. who's the villain, is one of the villains. Uh, is Acting like his life depends on it and he's going for it, and it's great juxtapose against an octopus playing the drums, you know, like that world weary Shakespearean seriousness juxtaposed against silliness of the movie inherently itself is so fun.
1: So, like, the thing I you kind of brought up when you say Shakespearean, but the thing I wish people kind of realize is that our comic books and stuff like that that's essentially American mythology, hmm. like. All these stories are something that are akin to like, Superman is damn near Zeus. Like, can move the world if he wants to. He's the leader of everybody else. He's what everybody's supposed to strive to be kind of situation. Don't get wrong, he's not the asshole that Zeus was, but just think, it's kind of funny Zeus going around fucking animals. Like, I'm sorry, it's just weird he has sex as a swan, and like he's having sex with other women. Like, man, why can't you just like turn to another person? Why you gotta be an animal? Like, what kind of freak shit you into?
0: How bored are you?
1: Exactly. And like, <laughs> but for them, they had all these amazing people that did all these amazing things. This is kind of like our mythology now.
0: Well, I guess in retrospect, every single movie is literal life or death. So yeah, fair enough. Yeah.
1: Like, I mean, that's what people strive to be. That's the one thing like that kind of tells you the parables that we're supposed to be going through now. They're supposed to be the thing you strive to be, and how you act in the world is like, yeah. That's what it is.
0: I think there'd be one comic book adaptation that you'd want to see that hasn't been made.
1: Crimson. By Huberto Ramos. Well, Huberto Ramos was the artist.
0: And that's the, uh, it's Superman... What nah. if he fell in Russia? No, nah. oh.
1: that's uh they actually did that. That was a uh, Superman Red Son, but they did an animation, animated version of that.
0: Fair enough. What am I? What is but uh, uh
1: Crimson is a I think it came out back in like two thousand two. Uh, but a story about a sixteen-year-old kid that uh, gets turned into a vampire, and it's kind of one of those things where it looks at the vampire myth in a different way. Like uh, one of the villains is a Jewish henchman for a senator that is a vampire that can actually go out in daylight from time to time, which you start finding out other stuff, but it looks more like mythology and like Gregory like real Gregorian stuff and everything else, but like he's a Jewish vampire, so a guy has a cross and the guy's like, you know, blah 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 this, that, and he's saying all this like Latin and he literally just grabs him and breaks him in half, he's like I'm Jewish, that doesn't mean shit to me and just eats him and I'm like That makes sense. He's a Jewish vampire. Like, why would the cross bother him? It doesn't, (laughs) like, that has no, like, application for him.
0: Is the, what's the tone of it?
1: It's mostly serious. Like, it's, it's a little bit kind of teenage angsty a little bit because, like I said, he's 16. Would it make a
0: good HBO Max show?
1: Yes. And it's one that could run for, like, seasons.
0: It feels like it could really do a good, longer form, like, series or multiple series.
1: So, if you did a really well-written Teen Wolf, like the one that uh, MTV had. If you had a really well written version of that, that's what this essentially would be. Interesting. Only it gets a little bit deeper though. Like you got a black dude that turns out to be the reincarnation of like Saint Michael uh, <laughs> or Saint George.
0: Well, uh, you know that could be. That could then have like preacher elements.
1: Well, yeah, this essentially is like preacher before. Well, it's like a little bit of preacher before preacher because okay. one there's a character. I, I a, really like that show. What was it? There's an angel that ends up coming down, but she loses her actual like wings and. She finds yeah. divinity again towards the end, but, like, it, yeah, it's all kind that of, like, That show fucked was up. really,
0: it was actually pretty damn good. I didn't care for the show that much. Really?
1: Yeah. I read the comp, but I didn't care for the comic as much. I've never
0: either. read the comic book, so I had no idea of anything going in. So, I just thought it had really interesting, uh, great acting, really interesting imagery. I just really enjoyed it. Ours face was hilarious. Like, that was really good. Yeah. <laughs> and um, the female lead, Ruth, she's great.
1: Yeah. I liked her in the, uh, dude that plays a vampire.
0: Oh, yeah. uh James Gilgurn or something like that. Yeah, I like them. Uh, Scott, Scottish or Irish actor. Yeah, he's great.
1: Yeah, I like them. It was just, I don't. Know, I just didn't get into it.
0: That's fair. Yeah, I do like the boys, though. I mean, I I'd say that transitioning to another um, adaptation by Seth Rogen, who produced both of those things.
1: So I do not really. Yeah, I actually I hate the boys. Like it's just it's not that it's like bad. It's not as badly written or anything like that. Which that's the thing. That's my new thing. It's like if it's just badly written, I ain't watching. That's sure. why I say something's bad. It's not that. It's just it ain't for me. Like I'm not gonna lie. I don't care about seeing like the character like Stormfront. She's gonna be playing like more of a prominent role, and she a Nazi. Like I don't give a fuck about. She that. She was anymore. in season two. That was all. No, no, she's coming back for season three.
0: Is she? Oh, is she back? Yeah. Oh, I didn't. Yeah, that. Me,
1: yeah, that, yeah, she's she ain't gone. She, yeah, she'll be back. She's gonna be like a. Hmm, I say, she's gonna be like a major player in this.
0: And they have on. a new, um, a new soldier type character. He's yeah, well, that's played uh, by uh, Jensen Ackles.
1: Uh, yes, which I'm not gonna lie, I'm I kind of want to watch for that because that's my man's. Like that's my, what I thought. So I supernatural. All right, I haven't finished the last three seasons, but come on, man. Like I, I wrote for 12 seasons. I look, I'll finish them there on Netflix. Uh, he was in my favorite Batman movie of all time, Under the Red Hood. He was not Batman, although that was a funny story. Uh, so he played Red Hood in that when he's going to be playing Batman in the long Halloween. Mm. And he was talking about how he got the call and he just said it was Warner Brothers that say, hey, do you want to just before they even say Batman, they said bat just screams like, yeah, And he's like, I didn't know if I was going to be playing Batman in some other role. But yeah." yes, so I heard he was going to be in the boys. It's like. I might watch it in season two, although I know what happens to him. I mean, it's gonna be different, because they already changed a lot of it, but yeah. I'm just like, I don't know. I don't like the
0: boys. I think, and that's fair. I mean, it's definitely, obviously, it's not for everybody. And if anything, I think that maybe part of the, that for a lot of people, it is refreshing, because they're not steeped in comic books, and they and so it is a fresher thing to them, whether you are have a long history of comic books, or simply read the boys and already know what to expect and aren't that interesting. For yeah. me, I think it's a lot of fun, and it's interesting, I think Tony Starr, who plays Homelander, is, uh, I think he's pretty fantastic in the role. I and do like Homelander. Yes. like And I- his show, the show Banshee, that he's on, which is on HBO Max, is great, and it's batshit crazy. So
1: my dad loved that show.
0: It rules.
1: Yeah, and he was just like, hey, it's on HBO Max, you want to watch Banshee? And I was like, alright, I'll add it, so... I'll watch it. You know what? Here's my here's
0: my pitch to you and anyone
1: else. I just know there's an abano, and yes. he runs shit.
0: Banshee <laughs> is a show where what if we took classic B movie action movies from the '80s mm-hmm. and amplified those even further? Oh yeah, I'm down it's with that. Nuts. Yeah, so over the top and ridiculous and a damn delight. Yeah. And he stars in it. And the opening part is oh, him. Okay. Yeah, he plays. The main guy. Okay. And so it, and so he was in that, obviously, before. And I wouldn't be surprised if it put him on the map enough to where that's where it led him to getting an audition for Homelander. And then it became what it is now. Very talented Australian actor. But the opening part is basically this guy. It's a very classic idea for especially 80s. Guy gets out of jail, wanders into the small town to see his ex-wife who doesn't know he's out. And he's also wanted, and people are trying to murder him. And in the small town, there's a bar fight, and nobody knows who he is, and also who's in the bar fight and gets killed. The new sheriff that nobody's met or knows what they look like, so this guy become- takes the role of the sheriff, and we go from there. And also, there's an Amish mafia.
1: That's still hilarious to me. There's I know. an Amish somewhere. <laughs> it's a small. It's
0: somehow like a small town that has like fifty incarnations of the mafia in different forms. Like, and, like, none of it makes sense, and it's not supposed to, but it's a, an over-the-top delight.
1: I'm mad because it sounds like an anime, and, like, I gotta watch it yeah. now. Cause <laughs> See, it was on Cinemax first. Yeah. But
0: Cinemax was making original programming. Other things that are on HBO Max, well, the one off the top of my head is The Nick, which is very good. It ran for two or three seasons. Clive Owen's in it. Very, very good. Highly recommend that. Uh, otherwise, Corey... Of which, um, I had a guest who co-created Corey on this very show, oh, and uh, what's that? yeah, and so I'm really struggling. I'll, I'll remember his name. I apologize, <laughs> but uh, that show is great. But it's on Cinemax, unfortunately, and uh, you can't get a lot of stuff. Cinemax doesn't even have an app.
1: Okay, I got about to ask, like, do they have an app?
0: I know oh, I have no. to log in through the website if I want to watch anything. Oh wow, which All is right. a bummer because they don't have a ton of stuff, <clears> but they have some good seventies movies and stuff that you can't find anywhere else.
1: I like, my dad was all about Cinemax. He used to watch that in uh, strike back.
0: Yeah, same same creators. Is it? Okay. Or yeah. same executive it was there there's a tie there. Oh. And they definitely have like a bit of a kinship. Okay. And they both were cinemax.
1: Yeah, I said like, my dad used to watch that all the time.
0: Mm.
1: He was all about the cinema. But that was back when they had like Uverse and all this extra stuff.
0: Also Graham Gordy, my apologies, that was his name. I just right. remembered. Co created the great show Gordy. Ran ran for one season, mm. and Graham Yost also was involved. Who did the show Justified?
1: Oh, see, yeah, that's my show.
0: It's got a similar vibe to it.
1: Okay, See, I was actually talking about Filmed that uh, I was talking about that earlier today. Yeah, like what's his name? Uh, Walters? Is it Walter Scoggins?
0: Walton Goggins.
1: Walton Goggins. Yeah, I was, I was like, I never know his name. I was just calling him Boy Crowder because I love him from Justified. <laughs> he made that show. He's an amazing actor. Yeah,
0: he's love one of it. the rare late stage uh Tarantino actors that really do his, his dialogue justice.
1: <laughs> Look, his death scene and well everything. But Django Unchained, just Jay's slightly hit, but well the D is highly <laughs> just shot up. Like, I'm sorry, it's hilarious. But he's never let me down. Hell, Heath Eight had he had some of the best lives. He was he, hilarious.
0: Have you watched um the The Righteous Gemstones? No, I hadn't watched that yet. He's amazing in it? He's, okay, he's in that too. Oh, he's amazing. He's unbelievably funny in it.
1: So, have you watched Vice Principals? Yeah. Okay, that's the one I was thinking of today, and I was like,
0: that's on HBO. I gotta go watch that this weekend. Yeah, well, he also, they're filming Rogers Jumps season two right now. Okay. And he plays uh, Baby Billy Freeman, who is an old man preacher. <laughs> and he is, I, I can't tell you how funny it is. Like, the show is great.
1: I've heard nothing but good things about it.
0: So, yeah, I don't have to go and watch it again. Yeah, I'm looking at the photo to show you what he looks like. This is not in any way good audio. But it's very funny. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's unbelievably funny. And he, by the way, he plays such an old piece of shit in it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he looks like it I, I kind of enjoy it though
0: yeah so in the, the dynamic is that John Goodman is the patriarch of the family mm. of this these really awful reprehensible ministry in like North Carolina mm. that's a mega church and it's all about profit blatantly they're real pieces of shit and baby Billy is his brother and he's the more outcast one mm. who's trying to get in on the family business
1: uh-huh. Uh, yeah, it's perfect for him,
0: and it's it's amazing. Yeah, he does like, a tap dancing bit at one point. Sing me a song.
1: Yeah, I'll probably end up watching it
0: this weekend. Did you ever get? Uh, probably not. I mean, we talked about it five, six days ago. But you get a chance to watch Gangs of London?
1: No, I didn't get a chance to okay. watch it. But I did get it added, though. I was like, yeah, I have it on. Uh, actually, I put it on one of my zip drives, which you know what that means. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, I put and on I the uh, it. bedroom TV, and I was like, all right, we we don't have any kind of streaming device on that one. I got a Chromecast, but don't know about to use that shit.
0: Yeah, Chromecast is going to be kind of wonky in my estimation as I'm pressing the wrong buttons and putting myself on airplane mode, which doesn't help with a lot of stuff. <laughs> so it's just but, like Google um, Stadia. Sucks. Oh, um, <laughs> anyway, uh, that's done by. I keep wanting to say Gareth Evans, but that. Gareth Edwards, I believe. Hmm. Or maybe that's the guy who talks to the dead dogs. Gareth Edwards? I think that's who that is. Uh, either way as um, forgetting his name, director of The Raid and The Raid Redemption is the one who created that show, Gaze of London. Yeah, that's right. And it's great. It They only do, they do one real, like, literal and figurative kick-ass fight sequence per episode. Mm-hmm. And in episode five is a gigantic one. And it, it's ten episodes. They're doing a okay, season that's two. I
1: was about to ask you how many was uh, in the first They're season. They're
0: doing a season two. Uh, so I'm very... Um, I'm very much looking forward
1: to it. Yeah, it gives me something to watch. I got a lot of stuff I got to catch up on, apparently. Although, I've been slow going at everything lately. So
0: Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that I've not watched. Uh, I was for Gareth Evans, co-creator of that. Mm. Um, that dude's really talented and one of the best seemingly almost underrated somehow Like fight directors out there. Because the Raid and Raid Redemption are incredible. Yeah, like...
1: I love them both. I was hoping that I would get a Raid three.
0: I'm I think still they're, waiting. I I think they're inevitably really gonna make one. I just think he's using the you know, the equity he's built up with those movies to go to do different things. I think actually this week or next week, mm-hmm. he's starting filming his next movie.
1: See,
0: like, Havoc. Havoc is Havoc. the name of that movie. With Tom Hardy.
1: Of okay. course, whatever. Yeah, i will probably gonna watch that. Though.
0: And havoc is about it. a story set after a drug deal gone wrong, when a bruised detective must fight his way through a criminal underworld to rescue a politician's estranged son, while unraveling a, unraveling a deep web of corruption and conspiracy that ensnares his entire city. I'm in.
1: Eh, maybe. You I'm know, here. you know, huh? don't fool with the popo. That's it, like, <laughs> or the popo narrative, but. Eh, I'm going to give it a watch.
0: If it's a, but it could be a private detective.
1: Eh, he's still popo. pop <laughs> That's right. But, uh, so I'm going to give that a watch. Look, I love Forrest Whitaker. We all know Forrest Whitaker in Star Wars, that's all I needed. He was in it for like 10 minutes.
0: Well, he's going to be reprising his role in a Star Wars TV show. Oh, yeah. He just announced that. And I'm a little hesitant because I feel like less is more. But if he can bring that same energy all about it.
1: Now I think he's actually, I think he actually reprised it first, but I think he did it in. Uh, I think they did it on like one of the cartoons, though.
0: So. Okay, well he's doing live action. Now.
1: Okay, yeah, Uh it's probably going to be what Mandalorian or something like that.
0: It's going to be that, or it's going to be if it can even work. I don't know what the timelines are, but it could prospectively be the. Uh, they're they're filming the. Um,
1: the Obi Wan show. Yeah. I
0: don't yeah. know if that would work. I don't. I don't know how that works, but timeline wise uh, but it's
1: a thing Yeah. look I haven't watched any of these Star Wars shows so
0: <laughs> I watched the Mandalorian
1: I want to watch the Mandalorian I just you know I'm not the biggest Star Wars fan I'm a tricky. so
0: yeah. and that's fair and I'm not a huge uh, I mean me neither but
1: I'll put it like, like, like Star Wars was like the original Marvel so even though Marvel had Star Wars comics but anyway you know they like essentially like I said they're Like the other franchise, Lord of the Rings, too big to fail. They got way too much shit, and I'm just like, eh. I like the original three movies, and I'm good. So like everything else, like I'll watch it eventually, but it's just like,
0: eh. I don't really care that much. It's gonna be Star Wars Andor, Andor. which is following Diego Luna's character from Rogue One. Oh, okay. Cassian Andor character.
1: Yeah, see, Rogue One was the one I liked. I did too. Yeah, love that
0: one. So yeah. uh, Bungala. Saul Guerrera. Oh, he's the greatest. Just the fact that his first name is Saul. I love him so much. He's crazy. Yeah, he'll be reprising his role for that. I'm um, I'm all in on that. Just seeing the photo right now. I I remember in real time watching it in the theater, and then he just takes the like it was built into his suit, the the little <laughs> oxygen mask.
1: That's like the, the evil gas. And then to
0: the point where when he <laughs> let go of it. It's, it went back in. Like, I oh, thought that was so good. You know, like there was slack to it. He went back in. But he did it, and his entire body language changed. Unbelievable.
1: You know what? I might go back and watch. No, me. I'm going to,
0: you know what? After we record this, I'm going to put that clip on. Because I remember just <laughs> when you watch it Because it's one of, it's one-tenth of his entire performance. Yeah. At that point. But it's unbelievable. Like, I...
1: There was this whole thing on Twitter for a while saying, like, who changed, well, who was influential in the movie, but had, like, the shortest runtime.
0: I saw, yeah, I was very, that one was one of the, there were a lot that came to mind. I mean, it's one of those traps.
1: Somebody, a lot of people beat me to it, but I thought Nick Fury, because he was, like, in a movie for, like, 15 seconds, and then bam, that was it.
0: But, yeah, him, I
1: was like, he's important. I don't know what all happened to Star Wars, like, because I can't keep up with the fucking timeline. It's prequel.
0: I have no, I have no concept of what. How any of it works together. I barely understand it, frankly. Especially like Rise of Skywalker. It, what's happening in the movie. Let alone how it fits in, in a larger timeline.
1: Yeah, like I... A lot of the stuff that's coming out, I can't figure out whether it's prequels here. Like, I thought the Bad Batch was something going on now. I didn't realize Bad Batch is essentially prequel stuff.
0: Okay. I See, I didn't even know that. I just know that they're announcing cast and stuff and they're... it's got known people.
1: Yeah, look, at Star Wars. I something. don't even
0: know what any of the I don't know what any of that means.
1: Like, like said, Star Wars. People we are gonna go and watch that shit. Mm.
0: I've heard that the animated show is good, but again, I it just feels like homework to me, so I don't really care to go into that personally.
1: Yeah. Like all the stuff I want to see gets canceled, or even like the games
0: they have. Well, you know that's specifically why I would recommend. Like, I recommend to people things like Gangs of London, things that have been picked up for a second series, Mm. to where I don't really recommend anything that's a one-and-done show, unless it's that much better. Because I don't want to... You know, I don't necessarily, when you're watching it in real time, before you're recommending it to people, Mm. and before it gets cancelled or doesn't get renewed for a second season, you're invested in the thing, and you want more of the thing. And then when you don't get that, it's kind of a bummer. So I don't know if I... You know, so if if it's that good of a standalone thing, I'll recommend it to people. Otherwise, if it's an existing show, it's stuff that has... More seasons than the you know. Like right. even existing things like uh, the um, like Hannibal mm-hmm. on NBC that had somehow three or four seasons. Three. Three. <clears throat> it's great. Yeah. I love that show. I don't know how they got that show made on NBC. It is graphic.
1: I didn't watch much of it. I watched probably like four or five episodes with Taylor. But it was a good show. It's great. What's his name? Man's. Uh,
0: Mads Mickelson. Mads Nicholson. I love him. Dude is great. Like I, he's great. I
1: haven't seen him in a bad thing yet.
0: No, it's and like, uh, well, you might. He's in the new Indiana Jones movie, so we'll see. Man, I'm not really a big indie fan. I uh, <clears throat> I've been rewatching them. I've been rewatching, and this is the cliche. This is what everybody's doing. A lot of people are doing anyway. Rewatching the Fast and the Furious movies. Um, <laughs> I skipped straight to watching re- starting with five because that's when they rebooted anyway. Pretty okay. Much.
1: Yeah, that's what I was saying. I was like.
0: I've rewatched the first. I I've watched them all.
1: I was like, I was about to say, are you watching Fast and Furious? Or are you watching the FF series?
0: Yeah, that's right. Well,
1: because like, Fast and Furious, I, which the only one I actually still watch is Fast and Furious 1 and Tokyo Drift. I love Tokyo Drift. Okay. I thought I was the only person. Oh, I Tokyo Drift it. is fucking amazing. What Call do you it? mean, Drift? <laughs> Kaishin. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and they say it was such disrespect. Like, I love it. But. Those are the only two I care about. So, and number one, is, well, uh, first one is Point Break. Like, oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's like it's damn near that, shot for admittedly, shot. Admittedly, Point Break. Yeah, absolutely what it is. And I'm like, and it's like I don't like the original Point Break that much. Like, it's good, but yeah, yeah, and fair enough. You know, it's, it,
0: um, it's definitely of a time and one of those things too where like if it if it hits you at the right time, it's great. Yeah. But if it doesn't, it's kind of like Goonies and stuff. Like you're just like I can see why you would, but it does nothing for me.
1: Yeah, like. I'm one those people. I've, I've seen 10 minutes of Goonies. It does
0: nothing. I, That's fair. It hit me right at the perfect time. And so it, it's all nostalgia, just like hackers, all nostalgia.
1: No. But hold on. Yeah. Back I know, to I Indy. Have, no, yeah, yeah. Oh, back to Indy. I'm going to tell you this right now. I don't know which one it was where you had the Ark of the Covenant, but if Indy didn't do shit, he probably would end
0: up killing more Nazis
1: because they're going to open it anyway, and it's going to be the same exact fucking outcome.
0: Yeah, Ark of the Covenant is first one.
1: Okay, so yeah, I'm just like, bam, lost Ark, Yeah, I'm like, just let them get to that damn thing. You saw what happened. Like, you could have killed more Nazis,
0: and that's fair. I only know Re- I only know by the way, it is the first one. I thought Temple of Doom was the first one for the longest time, but I rewatched a couple of them. I kind of forget- dropped off all mm. of a sudden, but I-, I rewatched as you would the third one, then the first one, mm. which uh, third one is my favorite. I. I love um, Last Crusade, thing very much.
1: I like that one because it has Sean Connery in it. Yeah. And, of course, I'm going to say it, but it was the first time he didn't pillage some shit. And I'm like, Andy, it don't need to be in the museum. Let it stay there, fam. Like, stop being a colonizer, fam. Yeah. It's, <laughs> like, it's a very,
0: it's it's like the, um, it's like uh, everything in the previous, at that point, too, in Ann Jones movies, like perfected and amplified. Mm. And it's great, it's very fun.
1: I don't think the other any movies are like that now. Well, the new one. Or newer ones are coming Oh,
0: out. the new one where like...
1: It was Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf <laughs> playing his son, Mutt, or something. Who's <laughs> a greaser. and his name is Mutt. That's... <laughs> and uh,
0: now our new one, which is now like... They're doing flashbacks because they had like photos of Harrison Ford with like dots on his face. So clearly they're going to be doing de-aging. Ah, yeah. So the question is whether the entire movie's like that. Or whether it's just a flashback. Nah, it. it'll probably just be flashback. I think it's going to be a flashback because there are Nazis in the photos of Onset. So it's going to be a flashback yeah. to some younger indie. Which yeah. they do in all the other movies, so fair enough. Yeah.
1: I say I'm the I one I like to break down people's favorites and tell them how much they're trash, Like Indiana Jones and Batman. <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> I mean, that's fair. Yeah. I guess my thing is I'm so <laughs> detached enough from all this stuff that I'm like, sure. Yeah, like... Right, whatever.
1: go. Girl- there's Some good ones like Superman, he's great. You know, what I mean? he, this is not who you work on. Well, like,
0: yeah, Indiana Jones is like, yeah. I saw that first Superman like four years ago in the theater. Which uh, one
1: you're talking about? Uh, the, the, very, of first, Stan- the very first, the very 1st talking about uh, Christopher Reeves, yeah, it's great. Okay.
0: They were fun back in the day, like, yeah. I know. think the thing that people sleep on with Christopher Reeve, Reeves, 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 Reeves is that uh, yeah, he looked the part and all that, he's also was an unbelievable actor. Yeah. Like, I mean, they, there's a reason why- That part why like, being slipped on by a lot of people choosing who plays Superman is the acting part. Yeah. And charisma and presence and all this stuff.
1: Well, I mean, that was the reason why they, that was the initial reason why they gave Brandon, was it Ralph? Ralph. Yeah, the part- Cause he Because he looked it. Well, they say he looked it, but they also like, no, he gives us the best feel of Christopher Reese, which I told you, I actually like Superman Returns. I, okay, let's lose the whole, like, plan. Of making a continent made out of kryptonite. I still don't understand, like, fam, what you gonna do with that? But he shanked Superman in the kidney and then, like, just kicked his ass off. I'm sorry, that is hilarious. And then Superman's son, like, just threw the piano, and oh boy, it's hilarious. It's great. <laughs> it has its moments. His son's a murderer. Like, <laughs> and I love it. <laughs> just.
0: Yeah, his son is what became the movie Bright, seemingly.
1: Essentially, yeah. That movie sucks. But like But yes I'm just saying it was You, you kind of Look when they said It wasn't going to be any like You know Major supervillain It was Lex Luthor Like you know You're not really going to be Fighting anybody So it's like You just got to have fun with it
0: They it, it was It's a real messy movie But I thought it had some moments For sure Like I said last week When we were recording I think off though That uh <laughs> It was the first digital movie I ever saw So the yeah, spectacle right. of that Was really cool Yeah Like I said
1: I, Look, the whole scene with him getting, like, shot in the eye, like, you know, the bullet, like. That was cool. Yeah. I was like, this is amazing. That's great. Not a lot happens, but I enjoyed it.
0: No, you have a plane landing into a baseball field. Yeah. Like, you
1: know, he picked up some stuff. Cal Penn was in it, which kind of, I think I got more enjoyment out of it, that Kumar all of a sudden was like, oh, you're a serious actor, kind of. And there's was like, no, you're in. Superman, Play. and you don't say a single word.
0: Playing one of the henchmen.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was the other thing. Was
0: he, I think he might have had like a line in the end. I think he might have responded in a in some form of like yes or affirmative type thing. Yeah, but that was like at the very end of the movie. Nothing else. I'm just but like. Parker fam. Posey had more lines than he did for sure. Yeah, I'm playing like, the sidekick to Lex Luthor. You know, I'm just like fam, like it's Kyle Penn. like it's it's been a hero Kumar, like at least two of them. I figured he would have got to at least to say like six words. But man, he, didn't whatever. Do that much. he also was in later, I think after that, the movie The Namesake, which I quite liked. Which is a serious movie. Really? Yeah.
1: I don't really see him in many serious roles, though.
0: He's good in it. Or maybe, or perhaps, and I watched this years ago. Maybe it was that, hey, the guy from Harold and Kumar was good in it. You know, maybe it's uh, you know.
1: It was something different, so
0: yeah, maybe it was happens, maybe it was a uh, little range. bit more surprised than it was. Impressive, but look,
1: he could be a man of man of talents. I don't know. He look, he worked for Obama, so hey, that's like. It, then he was on House. That was sort of serious, kind of.
0: Where everybody gets. Yeah. Loop, everybody has lupus.
1: Either you got lupus or some obscure disease from mm-hmm. seventeen ninety eight that only occurred to like thirteen people. <laughs>
0: now, did he? Did, did the character of House ever use the internet in that show? You know what I mean, like. It's a little less impressive if you have web MD.
1: But it's in a, that's all web MD tells you it's, is lupus or you got cancer.
0: It it definitely gives you the worst possible possibilities. Look, but I want to I go look mean it, like, at, I looked at a chipped
1: tooth and it told me I got cancer. So I'm just saying. Well, <laughs>
0: but that's like, I, I just mean because like the entire thing was like, it was always him being impressive because he always had an epiphany, and it was always something obscure that he remembered.
1: Well, you know, it was supposed to be. It's supposed to be Sherlock Holmes, but of medicine. Uh, that's right. Yeah. I mean, even... Oh, the, yeah.
0: And to the point where he had the, the pill addiction. Yeah. The pill addiction. As I opposed say, to is, the heroin.
1: I think his apartment was like the same thing as uh, Baker Street and everything else. I, I forgot like, that there was that. that yeah. Apartment. I was going to say, like, like okay. yeah, it's supposed to be Sherlock Holmes. Uh, of course, he's going to... He doesn't have a Moriarty, so the I guess lupus or cancer is the Moriarty. So he has to, you know, beat it. And I'm like, whatever, motherfucker. I'm like, let's go. The... <laughs> like, just go to rehab or die.
0: The Moriarty was the human body. <laughs> it was me the whole time. <laughs> I guess I guess right now, COVID is our Moriarty.
1: Yeah. yeah. Oh, mm, mm, mm,
0: mm. There's a lot of Moriarty's of out there. Bitch. <laughs> Give me back my son, to quote Ransom. <laughs> well, we need to wrap it up. Yeah. Because I have to edit this, and I don't want to edit. What will now be a... We're nearing an hour. That's good. Yeah, it's like we got you. That's good? Yeah. What do you want to point people to? I went with this last time, but we didn't have it recorded.
1: I don't remember what I had back then. Oh.
0: Instagram. Uh,
1: My Instagram is at nardy13, N-A-R-D-Y, one three. I post shoes. That's about it. You might see some random shit on there from time to time. Uh I would get my Twitter, but I'm a little spicy on Twitter, so <laughs> yeah, fair I, don't, I don't know if y'all ready for that. Maybe, maybe if I come back for it, episode three, I, I might like to get that.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, fair. Boom. I'll, uh, you know, follow at Inquisitive Dick on Twitter. It's pretty boring, so enjoy that. Bam. It's a lot of movie stuff. It's not really that so not that uh, interesting, frankly. Uh, or do at S Discasting for the social discasting Twitter account, or snark underscore twain on instagram
1: oh uh also just cause we're gonna throw it back out there you wanna get old school and see how we all got started oh yeah the excitable gentleman is still up there on all the apps I think maybe
0: it's on podbean I don't know it's
1: on podbean and we're on google
0: yeah excitable the excitable Excitable gentleman Gentleman. yeah uh, I think we got like 50 something
1: episodes up there maybe
0: yeah the last episode hilariously Is a 2020 movie preview <laughs> in January, I believe, or December? About every movie that Worse. didn't come out at all.
1: Was that it? I thought it was the one that we were all. Ex- yeah, that's right. It was all the we ones we're excited for. <laughs> they we were gonna go see at a theater.
0: One and... of them that I pointed out, and man, we we did ten each. That was a mistake. Way too many. <laughs> Should have done five each. Way too many. It's just it's a it's a lot going on. Look, we were and just getting started to the point where if we're choosing. What is extensively twenty movies because we don't want to overlap? Yeah, it's worry. gonna overlap. That's a lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, one of them was Without Remorse, which went straight in the end, straight to Amazon.
1: Okay, that was yeah. I was say that's the one on Amazon.
0: Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, straight to Amazon. I think the only one that we actually pr- talked about that has gone in the theater was uh, whatever the fuck the Christopher Nolan movie. Oh, uh, Tenet. Tenet, yeah.
1: Yeah, which I haven't seen. <laughs> it's on HBO. don't on HBO Max. Yeah, it's like, I got it. I just yeah. it sat down and what
0: Turn the subtitles on. Yeah, sounds about right. <laughs> uh, thank you all for listening. Please take care. Please wear a mask. Stay safe. Get vaccinated. And I'm trying, to, I'm trying to go to my computer to then turn this off, but we're not even recording this way. We're holding your legitimate mics. So we're going to do that. Now we're going to press the button. Bye. Thank you.